if you're going to move on, you better move on all the way because you can appear to be moved on because you have walked away and your brain and your heart is sitting right there where you came from. And the person that's trying to, they see you as single. Oh, Lord. Uh Oh, 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 where's the church stomp? Hello. They see you as single because you one person. (laughs) But emotionally, you are in a relationship. Oh, emotionally, you are in a relationship. Solo person in a relationship. Mm -mm Mm-mm-mm. Recording this podcast episode live. My podcast is Boundaries and Grace. It's on Apple and Spotify. And my name is Taylor Chandler. I'm your host. And this is an episode called Before Love Arrives. And this is about making emotional space, making mental space for somebody before they get there. Okay, setting yourself up for success before they get there. Okay, and I didn't write in my last couple episodes that I've done that are by myself. I've had all these notes. And today I I have notes, but just not as many because when I have the notes, it ends up being a whole lecture. It ends up being a whole class. And today I can't because I I have an eyebrow appointment. (laughs) We can not so I I, I made it so that we're not going to go on for like an hour or so about this. Um. Because I have an eyebrow appointment, so it's a, it's a good like at making sure that I'm going to cut myself and us off from this in about 20 minutes, 30 minutes. Let's be honest. All right, so this is about making space for someone before they arrive. And um, hey, straight off the dome, yeah, yeah, that's what we're going to do. Um, this question was 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 brought to me weeks ago, like at least a month ago, and um, someone said, "How do you make?" space I, I had said it on a live and then someone had commented and I was like wrapping something up and I was like I'll have to answer that later but I it was such a good question I wrote it down and I knew that I was gonna have to come back to it because it's so it was such a good question and so important so how do you make space for someone before they get there and one of the reasons why I think this is so important is because everybody wants something everybody wants like this like happy healthy secure relationship right everybody will sign up <laughs> Okay, everybody wants to sign up for that, but but there's preparation involved. Okay, so there's preparation involved, and put it like this: here's a, here's, I've been I've been really killing y'all with these metaphors lately, and I've said this before, but I'm really into like practice like you play. Okay, Yana, practice like you play. Okay, um, what's that mean? It means that basically what you're asking for is a championship trophy. But I need you playing like that in practice, which means that before the, the championship trophy is that happy, healthy, secure thing that you got going on, or that you that you really want. And um, but you want, but you, but a lot of people are wanted want it to just show up, and then they think, and oh gosh, they think they expect that when that person gets here, when that person gets here, that all of a sudden I. I'll be able to handle that person. I'll be able to receive that person. I'll be able to give to that person the way that uh, I know is 
the happy, healthy, secure partner that I want. And I think that I'll be able to also be that when they get here. And that's not accurate. It's not accurate in any regard in any part of your life. Like where you say, okay, if you want to be an accountant, okay, you want to be, if you want, if you know what, like the accountant people have to go through to be a CPA, there's preparation involved. You've, there's so many exams. I know a lot of accountants. Um, so I got really familiar with what y'all have to do. There's all these tests, there's exams, and they're constant, they're always studying and they have to basically be the accountant before they, they're an accountant, right? You have to be the therapist before you're the therapist. You have to practice in it before you're it. That is the embodiment of anything that you do. It's the same thing in relationships. And we have a lot of, uh, uh, hey y'all, we've got a lot of, um, what's the word? Misinformation. <laughs> That's the nicest way I can put it. Yeah, I have to put some things kind of nicely. A lot of misinformation out there, and it's a fantasy, right? A fantasy that, like, okay, when that I think that when this person shows up, that I'm going to be ready, okay? And you imagine that you're just going to get on your two horses and ride off into the sunset, and everything's going to be fine just because you want it to be, and that's just not how it works anywhere. Like, that's not true anywhere, okay? But um, in relationships, it's especially difficult for people to understand that, I think, because a lot of times people think that things, that good things in relationships are supposed to be a given. Like, you're supposed to just be compatible. You're supposed to just be able to get along. You're supposed to be able to just overcome things so naturally. Um, you're supposed to be able to just be able to show up and be empathetic and be this happy, healthy, secure person naturally, and that's just not how it works. Like, being in therapy is the practice. Being in, in coaching is practice practice okay and you've got to practice like you want to play you can't just come you can't just because you like the way the championship trophy looks you don't just get to have it because you like it well anyway let's go ahead and get into the information because <laughs> I'm about to get like I said I got a, I got an eyebrow appointment I cannot be doing this all day but you know that I want to I feel it in my heart I want to do it so bad but how to make some space I'm going to give you three things that you can do okay three things that I need you to think about because you got to clear this channel so that you can see the person clearly I think if you if you're breaking up with somebody or you're leaving somebody or you're cutting somebody off or whatever I want it to be for a real reason I want it to be valid Okay, what I really don't like is when people eject from things and I'm like, that could have been managed. Like that that's something that can be like healthily healthfully controlled and, and and attuned to and dealt with. And sometimes we um don't do that and we break before we actually do some work. And so we're not seeing somebody clearly when we're not attuned to here's number one, our triggers. Okay, if you don't your triggers are Let's, let me tell you what they are and then how it negatively affects how we view somebody in relationship or as you're getting to know somebody. Because this is, here. Your, here's what a trigger is. Think about it like this. I told you I'm killing out the metaphors lately. Think of a trigger like a, like, a, like a red button. You know how like on, um, I don't know, we've all seen like an like a emergency button, like, like, a, like a, I call it a hot button. It's like a big red button that sets off an alarm. Okay. Think about a trigger like that hot button that is embedded in you. Okay. And it could be many things. I talked about good morning. 
posted something about good morning texts lately, like someone not responding to a good morning text. For some people, it's um, someone who is consistently late or having to reschedule dates. Um, for some, it's when someone forgets an important date um, or they don't celebrate me the way that I would like. I got a promotion and all they did was say congratulations and I wanted a big dinner and balloons. It could be that uh, you're triggered by someone who is messy. You're triggered by someone's tone. There's a I mean, literally, we could go on. But um, triggers are like these red hot buttons that when they're pressed, by, so something happens in the environment or in an interaction that presses that hot button that is embedded in you. But, and here's the thing. A lot of people stop right there and they, and they focus on the trigger that's happening. And I'm going to bring this into why this is important to handle before someone arrives. But... Look, a lot of people get caught up in the thing itself, like the detail of the trigger, the actual missed phone call, the missed date, the lateness to dinner, whatever. When I want you to now think about that hot button with wires attached to it in a in in to a, to uh, think about it like a like buckets of fear, buckets of fear. And this wire from the trigger is attached to some fears that you have. OK, so what I was asking people to do yesterday was instead of just stopping at the trigger, following the wire back to what fear it is attached to, okay? And those kinds of things like uh, a trigger, what, what's one that I said? Like the good morning text, we use the same example. You, you, the good morning texts are starting to slow down or they went away. And it can be a that wire, when you follow it back to what, what fear that is attached to, it could be like the fear that you're losing interest in me, for example. The fear that you're planning to leave me and you just haven't told me yet. So it's attached to these fears. And here's why this is a problem when we're unaware of it. When somebody, because somebody that you're getting to know doesn't know you, okay? Someone that you're getting to know, just like you don't know them. Sometimes we forget they don't know you. And so plenty of times someone accidentally hits one of your hot buttons, okay? Someone hits one of your hot buttons, hits that red button, your alarms go off, okay? The alarms go off, and then what I say that most people do, we get caught, stop right there in the detail, and we start reacting to the trigger, and we react to that trigger as if that person is doing something to me, and, and sometimes as if you're intentionally doing something to me, trying to elicit a negative reaction or a negative feeling or trying to create a negative experience here, and then we treat that person as if it's true, when what I'm asking you to do is follow Follow that wire back and take ownership of the fear that you have instead. When we don't do this and we start reacting to somebody as if they're doing something to us and as if they know what they're doing, as if they have a map of your internal world and they're like, well, fuck it. She said, go right here. I'm going to go left just because. Right. And then we're pissed. When we do that, when you do that to someone, okay, we are deteriorating the relationship before we have the opportunity to instead build mutual understanding between us. I'm not able to then communicate why the good morning texts that I'm not getting are bothering me because it's connected to this fear that I have. So this first thing, I need you to handle your triggers, 
Because when you go about it unaware and unconscious, okay, we just like people are going to trigger you. Even your most compatible person is still going to hit some of these hot buttons and almost is like more apt to do it because we often attract the people that we need to teach us something. Okay. Anyway, that's a whole different conversation. See how I just, I don't even want to do it. Your emotional space is being taken up by the fear, unresolved fear. I will not let you in if I'm afraid of you in this moment. That's the problem. Okay, no one in their right mind would let anybody in to anywhere. Think about your physical space. Okay, if you know there's a thief at the door and you had a choice of opening the door or not, not 100 percent of the time, you're not going to do it. Right. I think about your emotional life in the same way. If you perceive that there is a bad thing on the other side of that door, this person who has triggered you. Okay, you perceive there's a bad thing on the other side of the dinner table. No one would let then lets that person in. So now you are shutting down. And sometimes shutting down is lashing out. It's the same thing. A shutdown, a withdrawal is the same thing as lash cussing somebody out. It's the same emotional process. I'm disconnected from the experience. You're a threat and I need to get out of here. That's what's happening. Are y'all following this? I heard a yes. Okay, great. Let's move on. Thank you. Appreciate it. All right. So I need you to take care of your triggers. It's taking that fear is taking up emotional space and and you will not let somebody in if that is still driving your behavior, aka in this context, your resistance. That is a behavior, your resistance. Okay, great. We're on, we're on, we're on, we're on. Perfect. Thanks, y'all. Appreciate the feedback. Okay. So here's number two. There's three. So here's number two. Take care of your triggers. I want you to start clearing that channel. Number two, those triggers, that fear creates a storyline, a story. There is a story. All of us have it. Nobody gets away from it. I talk in principles, okay? This is not individual stuff. This is just how this works for all of us, okay? That's why, that's why, and I I love this. This is, I love this brag. I'm going to brag. I'm going to brag on this. This is why there's all different ages, races, geographies in my individuals and groups. Because this, everybody, we've all got, the principles work for everybody. And I love that. That's like, honestly, it's my favorite part of the practice is like how diverse it is. So look, all of us have this thing. Storylines attached to the trigger. For example, let's go to the good morning. I love using the good morning text because we all can kind of like relate to it. And if you've never freaked out about a good morning text, I know you know somebody that has. So we have this, um, storyline that we attach to the trigger. So the the thing itself, for example, someone not calling you back is actually a relatively benign event, meaning that objectively speaking, that doesn't cause damage. Like it doesn't cause a lot of damage. It's the meaning that you attach to it. Please hear me. Please hear me. Please hear me. Please write it down somewhere. Lord, help me through this one because this is so important Understand, it's not the events themselves that are freaking you out. It's the meaning that you attach to it, slash the story that you have created surrounding the benign event, the text. 
Okay. The being late, the forgetting the tone, it's the story. You're talking to me like that because you do not respect me. Okay. You are not calling me back when you say that you will, because you are plot plotting to leave me. Okay. I do not outright deny that anything might be happening. I, I, I leave room for any possibility. Okay. Because I think it's, uh, I think it's, what's the word? not naive, um, reckless to just tell somebody, no, they're not plotting to leave you when they very well could be. The point, the point is I need you, I need us to leave, make room for other possibilities. Just a little bit of a break here. (laughs) Let's breathe together. (sighs) Isn't this great? I know it is. I know it is. Well, hope you're enjoying it. Hope you're taking a lot of notes. Um, This is the first passing of the offering bucket. Yes. Ushers, please uh, pass the offering bucket uh, to the left. And when you put your offering in the bucket, continue to please pass it to the left. And there will be an usher on the other side. That usher on either side is my cash app. And my cash app is dollar sign Tay Chand. T-A-Y-C-H-A-N-D. It is also in the show notes below. Okay. And so I... Pass around the offering bucket for anyone who would like to contribute to this work and support this work. And I certainly appreciate it when you do. Give it a few seconds. As you're pulling up your app. Mm -hmm. There you go. Well, thank you very much. And uh, let's keep going. And please, let's remember, I'm only asking for your offerings if you're getting something out of it consistently if you're consistently getting something out of it please don't give anything if you're just showing up you don't know me and i don't know you please keep your money but if you're consistently getting something from this absolutely pass that offering bucket to the left to the left to the left all right here we go back to it When we're on that insecure side, we are locked in to one outcome, and it's always the worst one. There we go. There we go. Thank y'all. Thank you for sticking with me through that moment, okay? I was like, when we are on the insecure side, we are locked into the worst one. You might have heard me talking about catastrophizing sometimes. Catastrophizing is the worst possible outcome. You are leaving me. You are disrespecting me. You don't care about me. Okay, you are cheating on me. Those are storylines that we've attached to the trigger. Lady Andrea said, it's really the story for me because I can think myself off a cliff. Absolutely. And we take those storylines and then we what? One of my favorite words, but my least favorite things, project. We project that storyline. We take that story and we project it unto the person. Okay, we project it into the moment. And now I have locked you into a narrative. Now it doesn't matter if it's Dave or Brianna or Karen or Cliff or John or I'm going to say Dave again because I always say Dave. We just take you are leaving me and replace it with Dave. Dave is leaving me. Right. You've heard me say this before. That's the storyline that in, that whoever that we're dealing with, whoever's triggering us becomes that character in the storyline. And then we don't give them an opportunity to disprove us. 
Okay, we are determined to make it fit this negative, catastrophic storyline that trigger, that hot button is attached, that wire is attached to the fear. The fear is something specific, fear of abandonment, fear you being fear you're going to leave me, same thing. Fear that you're losing interest in me, fear that I'm not good enough, fear that I'm not worthy, fear that you've found someone else more lovable, fear that whatever, I'm not attractive enough, it could be whatever. That, that that wire is attached to a fear that fear you've created a story around it when you, before you can really let somebody in letting someone in requires trust creating emotional space requires trust okay again if you b- perceive that there's somebody bad on the other side of the door on the other side of the bed on the other side of the dinner table you're not going to let them in so if your perception is negative you will give yourself every reason to keep this person away you with me so to create emotional to create some space for a person i need you to restructure these storylines but you cannot restructure them if you don't know what they are and you have some individual ones and you need to know what they are in your own words me saying fear of abandonment might put a a, a flag up in your mind you're like yeah like I, I do kind of fear someone leaving me but i need you to be able to put it in your own words and you can do that without me Okay, I mean, I think you should process all this stuff in therapy. Yes, but you can start this practice now. You can write it out because I need it to be, what does fear of abandonment mean to you? How does it sound? Because the little voice in your head is not Taylor's voice. Sometimes it is. Okay, sometimes it is. But that fear voice, I, I'm the, I know that when people tell me that I'm in their head, it's something that is positive. It's something that is challenging you in a, in a positive way that's motivating you to go forward. When that other voice is something different, that voice sounds a little bit more like your voice, okay? And so I need you to challenge your voice because that voice is going, that, that voice is speaking out of that fear that's attached to those storylines. Okay, and I need so I need you to know how it sounds when you think it. What words are you hearing? Okay, what's the what does the story sound like to you? And you can write that stuff down. But so first, you think about what is the thing that triggers me. You realize actually, without context, it's not that like uh, damaging. It's not that bad or harmful. So what is it about that event that is connected to a fear? What am I afraid of? Okay. And what would I call that? Okay. And what story have I created about that? I need to write it out, write it out. You need to see it. All right. Trigger storylines and last thing, and then we're going to go. Okay. Last thing. And then we're going to go. This is the, this is going to take the longest to explain, or rather there's, there's more to say about this than that's actually not true. I think there's like, I think all of it, there's a lot to say about. So I mean, I scratch that from the record. Here we go. Last thing. Third thing. How do you make emotional space for a, for a person? You're going to handle your triggers. You're going to relate that to your fears. You're going to, you're going to be able to, um, you, you're, I need you to verbalize and write out and know what your storyline is. I need you to challenge that. I need you to make room for any opportunity, the negative. Sure. Because you don't want to be naive out here. Don't play yourself, but also understand that you also don't need to be a cynic and a pessimist, right? So there's another side of the coin. I'm not going to X out all of the negative things that someone might be doing to you because your fear, your, that threat system that you have is there for a reason it is there to really get you out of places and people and environments that are harmful to you so you don't want to eliminate it and put on rose-colored glasses and say well everyone's safe because they're not but we have to make room for the people that are okay be reasonable be reasonable 
So it's not either, it's not black or white. And that's, and, and that's an insecure attachment. We're very black or white. It's either all good or all bad. And that's why people don't get away with anything with us. Insecurely attached people, we are, we're ejecting all the time, all the time, because we have very low, uh, st- very low stress tolerance. Very low stress tolerance. We just freak out. All right. So last thing, past people. How do you make emotional space for a person? I, I need you to think about the past. The past you got to get rid of. Of some things, y'all. Okay, people talking about you want to you want to be in a whole new relationship, wearing your ex boyfriend's hoodie to bed. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. You want to be in a new relationship and you still got your ex girlfriend's earrings sitting on your dresser. Absolutely not. No. You got to get rid of everything. It's gotta go, y'all. It's, stop it. I'm gonna. I'm just gonna. I'm saying stop it for somebody that was. But 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 stop. Because uh, this is something, this is, this is, uh, you might, oh gosh, oh gosh. I'm going to put it like this because I gave, I I talked to, I had a client yesterday and we, and I put it like this and I thought that it made a lot of sense. She thought it made a lot of sense too. And maybe you will as well and join the party. So, okay. In, um, a lot of people know I used to work in addiction, right? Uh, Addicts, um, AA and, and other, other addiction things, um, like to use the 12 steps. Okay. They like to use the 12 steps. Um, it's called working a program. I'm not going to get into all the details of it. It's called working a program. Not every person who is sober is working a program. A lot of people would call it white knuckling sobriety, white knuckling it, meaning that you are hanging on. You're not working a program. Okay. You're not working a program. You're white knuckling it, but both are sober. We also might call a white knuckler. Um, he's like hanging on super tight, just sobriety. We might also might call that person a dry drunk. Okay. Someone that doesn't work that program. The way that I explained it yesterday was that if you have, if you are white knuckling something, you are physically coming out of the environment of substance use. You literally are not using but haven't gone through the emotional process that might be involved in working the program. There's a difference, okay? The emotional process is typically lacking in someone who is white-knuckling. I want you to think about these relationships, this relationship process, leaving bad things behind. I want you to think about it in the same way, in principle. The same way in principle, hey, y'all. Meaning... You might have, oh gosh, I wish I didn't have to go, but you might have physically left a situation or someone might have physically left you, but emotionally you are stagnant, stuck in place, the same place that you were when they were there, when you were there and you are white knuckling the separation, you are white knuckling the self-love, you are white knuckling it because the emotional process, you have not embodied this emotional process. You understand what I'm saying? So you might have physically left and you're wondering why you're still in the same emotional feedback loop. Why am I still getting the same thing? Why am I still feeling the same way? The person is gone, but I feel the same. What's changed? So you have physically stopped the substance use, but emotionally you haven't stopped shit. Please understand this. So 
it matters. The emotional process of letting things go, the emotional process of deleting the pictures, the emotional process, change the sheets. (laughs) You see, I'm serious. Change them. Okay, the emotional process of get rid of the get rid of the things, get rid of the clothes, get rid of the hoodie. You got to toss it out. No, 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 no. No, if you're holding on, if you're holding on to things physically, you're holding on to it emotionally. You got to get it out. You've got to get it out. Communication. No picking up the phone for these people. No, you, no, that's white knuckling it because when they call, you triggered, right? When, when you call uh, all of a sudden, uh, uh, you, you back, you right back in it. Uh, 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 Cause you physically left and emotionally you're right fucking there. So if you're gonna, if you're, if you're gonna move on, you better move on all the way. Because you can appear to be moved on because you have walked away and your brain and your heart is sitting right there where you came from. And the person that's trying to, they see you as single. Oh, Lord. Uh Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Where's the church stomp? Hello? They see you as single because you're one person. (laughs) But emotionally, you are in a relationship. Oh, emotionally you are in a relationship solo person in a relationship Mm -mm -mm. she said girl you have a camera here or i feel too seen i'm coming i'm coming through your phone and in i'm coming through your phone and in your place today you better throw out those damn t-shirts okay you better throw the birthday cards hello Uh, i need to go because i y'all know i got an eyebrow appointment the birthday cards need to go Yeah, the book that they gave you, wrote a little note in there, throw it out, toss it out. Don't just rip the page. Don't just rip. No, 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 no. What do we say? If you, this is a, this is a metaphor. I'm going to be talking about any damn thing. Cause you, you know, if this is you, you know, if this is you and you know, the things that I'm talking about, whether it's a a damn book, a t-shirt, a hoodie, a car, a a whatever, you know what it is. Cause somebody got some, somebody got some. And don't just, you know, you don't, if you're going to move on, you better move on all the way, or you might as well have not done it at all because you're out here, you're out here asking for somebody's 100% and you got 30% wrapped up in Dave and Chris and, uh, Kiana and Bridget. You got 30% with Kevin. You got 10% with Diane. You got 15% with Chris. And now you got 30, 40, 55. You have 45% left for who? I want you to think about your emotional availability as a pie, okay? You only have so much. You only have so much. You are not an endless well. I knew I shouldn't have started this thing before this appointment because I really want to talk about this all day. You do not, you are not an endless well of emotion to give out. You're not. You have a limit. And the more that you, y'all see Coco, she's cute. The more that you are giving away and keeping that locked up in the past is the less that you have for somebody else. And you're out here talking about you want somebody's 100 percent and you got only 60 percent to give because you got 20 percent with your high school sweet sweetheart and you got 20 percent with your ex-husband i think that's enough for today because honestly what else is there because somebody needs to get off of this damn podcast and go throw some shit out that's what you need to do right 
Hello. I'm talking about the mem- I'm talking about the things, the communication, cut it, block it, delete it. And you know, don't do that. Listen, because you know I've done some bullshit and I'm gonna call it out because somebody needs to tell you. Okay. Don't do all that. You del- you delete the number, but you got the damn number memorized or the last four digits. <laughs> Don't play with me. You got the whole, you got the number memorized or the last four digits. You know when they're calling you. If you don't block it, you better block it, delete it, and don't go be stop it. Come on now. Tell giving your friend the number to uh, hey, if I ever ask for this, can you just give it to me? But I'm trying not to do. It. Cut that shit out. Cut that shit out. Okay, stop. No, no, not the communication, not the past, not the people. Cut it out. You need to. You need to be one hundred. If you want, listen. If you're cool with, I got to get off this thing. If you're cool with, listen. You gotta look. This is the last thing I'm gonna say. This is the last thing I'm gonna say. This is the last thing I'm gonna say. Because I say all the time. You can do whatever you want to do as long as you understand the consequences of your decision. If you're okay. With if you're trying to you trying to you trying to date you trying to secure somebody right, or maybe you're with somebody and you're having an emotional unavailable issue with the person that you're already with. If you're okay with getting somebody seventy percent, feel free leave thirty percent with with whoever. Leave thirty percent with your ex because just in case, because that's what you want to do. Leave leave the just in cases out there. If you if you're cool, if you will accept. If you are okay with accepting somebody's 85%, then leave 15% in high school just in case they hit you up. Leave if it just in case you want to think about them a little bit. If you it, it, indulge the memory, right? If you're cool with getting somebody 65%, great. You have 35% to fuck off with. To just, just fuck it off. Fuck off. Just do whatever with it. 35% to give to whoever. But if you're not okay with that and you are out here asking for 100, you better be, you better be, you better be 100% available, 100% emotionally available, 100% mentally available for a relationship. If that's what you want from somebody else, you better show up 100, okay? But if you will accept, if you'll accept 75%, take your 25% and do whatever because you have 75% to give. You guys, if you got 75% to give, you should expect 75% from somebody else. And don't be complaining about what they're not doing because that might be their little 25% that they want to fuck off with. How about that? Think about it like that. All right, y'all. That's the episode. Thank you very much for listening. If you enjoyed it, please rate it. If you're in the Apple store, please go ahead and click those stars. If you have an extra minute, I would really appreciate a review. A sentence or two would be amazing and i thank you very much in advance um aside from that y'all we have one episode left before the season wraps and that episode will come out the week after next so the week of new year's eve we'll do that last episode and then we'll have a break before we get back to season six